It's good to be back here and uh, to, to share God's Word with you. I'm not sure why God kept bringing me back to this Word because I was also preaching yesterday for the Saturday at 5 service. But as I was preparing, I somehow, Lord said, you know, no, that's for Saturday service. You, you preach this sermon for Sunday. And I was thinking to myself, God, why you do this to me? Don't like this, you know. And, then I, and I told Pastor Tiff, I said, please, uh, you know, because they are trying to prepare the worksheets that will correlate with the sermons. So I said, oh, you, 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 you give me some time, okay, and pray. Maybe I ask God to release me. Don't do this to me, you know. I will preach a safe sermon. But, Jadi, in the end, there's two sermons. Yesterday's one was different, and today's one is, this is the word of the Lord for you. And I believe with all my heart, God has a word for you. And if you believe that God has a word for you, wouldn't you stand to your feet? Let's read this word together. Stand to your feet. Let's read God's word together. <coughs> Genesis 8 verse 1. This is my point, point passage, but actually the entire sermon is taken from Genesis chapter 6 to chapter 9. Alright? So if you can go back, you can read together as a family, you can do that. It's the whole account of Noah and this is Genesis 8, verse 1. At the count of three, let's read this together. One, two, three. God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the waters subsided. Amen. Just remain standing. I want to say this to you, that I believe this is a word of God for you. And some of us seated here, you are going through some seasons in your life and this is, this is right in the middle of the year. We have gone through first part of the year and some of you have gone through it. It hasn't been easy for many, many, many people. But this is right here in the middle. The first of, of, this is the first weekend in July. In the next half of the year, I believe God wants you to be encouraged to know that He's still with you and He sees you. Let me tell you why I know that it has been, it has been so tough in this last one week. It has been so tough to prepare. I caught a really bad bug, really bad, as in I was knocked out in the last, on Wednesday and Thursday. I could hardly do anything and, and prep, you know. But, and it was just so bad. In fact, I still sound nasal now. Yeah, and, uh, but it's okay, okay? But then, then on Friday, come Friday, as I was uh, fetching my son from his rehearsal in Dewan Civic, I parked my car right at the edge, and it was dark, and I couldn't see what, where I was walking. So as I walked, I actually fell into a drain. Okay, I, one leg stepped into nothingness. In fact, when my leg went in, I got quite long legs, like, when I went in, I couldn't even touch the floor, the ground. The, 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 the drain was that deep. But this leg was still on ground, so I, I broke the fall and I didn't fall into the drain, but it was, I was there. I don't know what the enemy is trying to do, what he's trying to impede, why he's trying to impede the Word of God from going out to you today, this weekend. But I want to say this to you, I'll say this to myself, and I declare this over you, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And the word of God that proceeds out from his mouth will not return to him void. It shall accomplish every work that is set forth to do. Father, raise your hands right now even if you want to receive from the word this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, that your word will set us free. Your word will bring life. Your word will bring hope. Your word will bring peace to your people. And God, nothing can stop your work from doing its work that it's supposed to do this weekend. Minister to your people. Speak to your people afresh. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. You may be seated. <laughs> Title of my message this morning is, But God Remembered. But God Remembered. 
I want to ask you today, how big is your butt? Huh? Your butt? No, no, no. Not the B-U-T-T, yeah. B-U-T. Okay, how big is your B-U-T? How big is your butt? How big is your butt? Our understanding of God and the depth of our faith is reflected in the way we use this but word in our lives. Okay? Our understanding of God and, our, our, and the depth of our relationship and our knowledge of Him, right, is reflected in the way we use this word B-U-T, but in our lives. Okay? But is a very interesting word. It is a conjunction used to contrast the same idea. It is a conjunction used to contrast the same idea. For example, it says here, they have a big house, but it's always empty. Okay, so it, it's contrasting the same idea, correct? The boss asked me to look into this new project, but I told him I was too busy. The situation was impossible, but they managed to overcome it. Now, where you put the but in your life makes a great distinction on how you view God in your life. Are there life's challenges? Are the life's, are there, is life's challenges greater than the God in your life or do you serve a God that is greater than all the giants that you face? You see, the perception of our perception of God, I know that God, we can, we can say this, I know that God can do all things when He is faithful, He is good, He has seen me through, but huh, this situation, not even God can help me. We can always say like that, can you get right? We can always say, you know, I know God, God has seen me through, has been faithful, He has provided for me, but I, I cannot, I cannot go. The moment you do that, you cancel out whatever you said about God. The moment you say that He's a but, cannot one, this one, it cancels out everything that you said that you believe that God is. But if you put the word God after the but, if you put the word God after your buts in life, after the reasons, after the excuses, after the whatever, everything else is cancelled. Every problem, every complaint, every trial, every situation, every sickness is cancelled in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you're going to say this, instead of saying, it is impossible, cannot one, cannot one, you know, even God cannot do this for me, you will say this, I know this seems like an impossible situation. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's give God the praise this morning. So you put your God. Don't put anything else. Don't put yourself. Don't put the circumstances. Don't put the mountains after those buts. If you put God after that, everything else is cancelled. And God is going to see you through and you will walk with such an unstoppable power and unstoppable faith that will not perturb you even through life's challenges. That's why today, the title of the sermon is, But God Remembered. Everyone desires to be remembered. Yeah? You want to be remembered, right? You want to be, be remembered for something. I told the first service kids to do this. Children, if you're here, I want you to write down something about either daddy, mommy, or grandma, grandpa, something that you remember. That you think, the moment you think of daddy, you think of mom, you think of grandma or, or grandpa, this is what you remember of them. Can you do that? Then after that, you can show your parents later, okay? Okay, just write down. I remember daddy for being uh, a clown. I remember daddy for doing, of, uh, my mom for doing this. Whatever, okay, grandma, or whatever. Just write something. Just, everyone desires to be remembered. 
Some of us have done the, the, the exercise, you know, of writing what we want to be remembered for, you know, in the epitaph. Just say, you know, in, in the days to come, if you were, you know, in, in, on your tombstone, after you're passing, what do you want people to read? What do you want to be remembered by? What do you want people to say in the eulogy? And then by, by writing all that, it will help you craft the way you would live today for that future, right? Some of us have done those exercises, correct? About remembering of, of how you want to be remembered. Every one of us wants to be remembered. Now, in the whole, uh, there's, in the whole Hebrews chapter 11, there is a whole lineup of the heroes of faith. Okay? These people were remembered for their faith. Hebrews chapter 11, if you go back and read it, it's the whole list of people who were remembered for their faith. These names were mentioned. Some of them were never heard before their act, before whatever act of faith they did. Some were never heard after they after they done their act, right? You can never hear them anymore. But they were remembered and they were listed out in Hebrews chapter 11. And one of those names that were mentioned was Noah. Noah's name was mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 6, verse, uh, sorry, Genesis chapter 6, all the way to chapter 9, it talks about how God looked upon the world that He created and He was deeply grieved. And He saw the wickedness, the increase of wickedness in the land. And He, wa he wanted to, He said that, you know, I'm going to destroy everything and start over with Noah and his family. So Noah was given this immense task, this huge task of building and kids. Do you remember what did Noah build? Wow, well done. He built an ark. That's right. Noah built the ark. You know, last time Sunday school, we had the songs, Who built the ark? Oh my. Who built the ark? Noah, Noah, who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark, right? Yeah? Now, now we don't sing, now we sing, here I am to worship. In children's church, sure they sing that, you know? Yeah. And who built the ark? Noah was asked to build the ark. It was the assignment. He was given the assignment in Genesis chapter 6. He tells us that he was given the assignment. God commanded Noah to build the ark. Now, now, I find this very interesting. That God called Noah to build the ark. Why do I find it so interesting? Because, right, if you read in Genesis chapter 9, verse 18, Noah was a man of the soil. What does that mean? Noah was a? Noah was a farmer. He was not a skilled carpenter. He was not, uh, he was not a person that was good with woodworks. He was a man of the soil. That's what the Bible says in, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. It says, Noah being a man of the soil. So this was not his forte. This was not his skill set. This was not something that he usually does. This was an, a task that was totally beyond him. Now, I want to say this to you. He, he, it was such a, a huge task. God told him, use gopher wood and build an ark that had three decks and with rooms and compartments. It was not just, just build a sampan. Nah. Not, not build sampan and knock, knock, knock some wood together as long as it can float can already. It was a huge ark with compartments, with this and that. You had, you, it was a in, intense uh, uh, and, and, and very complicated architectural 
and structural thing. Noah was a man of the soil. When God assigns certain things in your life, it's going to require you to stretch your faith and challenge you to do things that you're not comfortable with. If it's easy and if it's common, it doesn't require faith. If it's easy, anybody else can do it. Uh, uncle, uncle, whoever else, lah, anybody else can do it. Lah. But if it's something that God assigns to you, it always is something that is always beyond our capabilities. Some of you seated here, God is going to present you with some things that in your life that are going to be beyond what you know, beyond your skill set, beyond, beyond what you dare to even venture into. We have gone through the first half of the year and, and some of you have already been facing you know, some tasks that are so huge and so, so like overwhelming in your life. Perhaps even in the area of ministry, God is challenging some of you to step up into ministry, step up and go for the cell ministry training. Do something more. Some of you, God is challenging you to go for missions, whether this year or next year. In your career, in your business, God is asking you and opening certain doors for you that you never expected to be opened in your life. And those doors are suddenly opened. And God says, enter into this new thing. I don't know who you are and what you're going through. But in my journey of faith, let me tell you this. That every time God gives, you, gives us an assignment, it is always beyond our abilities. Every time. At every time, God gives us a task or an ability or the choices, you come to a crossroad where you have to make those choices, it's always beyond our ability and capability. That's why we are always, every time you're at a crossroad, you're always very scared. Oh, you, how, what to do? What do I do? You pray and you ask God, seek God, you know, what do I take this one? Oh, it, but I'm not very sure of how these things, and I, 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 I'm not quite sure how this is going to, to turn out and uh, I'm not familiar with this particular set of, of skills we go through that. Do you know why? Do you know why at every juncture of your life, when God gives you something, it's always bigger than you? Do you know why? Do you want to know why? Okay, nobody was. Okay, let's go on to the next. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Yeah, because it keeps us humble and it keeps us dependent on Him. It's very simple. He always keeps us dependent on Him. Because He wants all the glory at the end of the day to go back to Him. If it was so simple and you could do it your way, I did it my way, all the time, who gets the glory? Chumekwan gets the glory. I mean, okay, some of you don't know who my name is. My name is Chumekwan, okay? I, I get the glory because I did it. I did it my way. I could do it. Who needs God in my life? But every time when something presents to you and it's always larger than yourself, know that it's because God wants you to know you depend on Him. When Noah was assigned to build this ark, he had to take every single instruction from the Lord from how to build this ark, use what wood, how many levels, what are the rooms available, what, what? Things like every single part of this ark was put together upon the navigation and instruction from the Lord. 
God's going to give you your instructions and navigate, help you navigate through the things that you need to look into. It may seem so overwhelming at this point of time, but God's going to give you instructions step by step. As you listen to His voice, as you hear Him, He will give you step by step instructions on how to build this ark or how to overcome this particular situation, how to approach this project, how to handle this life situation that has been thrown to you. You don't even have a choice. It has been, sometimes God allows things to happen in our lives and you don't have a choice. You have to step in and you say, God, what is going on? I don't even know how I'm going to face the next couple of years in my life. And God says, listen to me. I will navigate. I will help you navigate through this. I will help you go through this step by step. And every piece of this ark will come together and it will form a complete ark. It shall be completed. Amen? The assignment will always require, when it's a God assignment, it is going to require a faith extension. When it is a God assignment, it's going to require a faith extension. So it's very important that every single one of us recognize that the uncertainties of life teaches us about faith teaches us that we need to rely on God, teaches us how we can need to hold on to Him and His promises every step of the way. It's always beyond our natural abilities. God will continue to lead you, to lead you on, and He's going to stretch you through extraordinary situations and only, and, and really for many of us, even in this first half of the year, Many of you have gone through so many things that you can only turn back now and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen? Look what the Lord has done in my life. I don't know how I got through those months. I don't know how I got through all these years. But I am where I am today only by the grace and the mercy and, and the trust in the Lord and His Word in my life. Amen? Look what the Lord has done. And I want to believe with my heart that at the end of the year, come on, you can give the Lord a great ovation. I want to believe at the end of this year, as you've journeyed and finished this end of 2019, you can go back and you can think of His goodness and really look back in this year and say, look what the Lord has done. It was not me. I couldn't have come this far. I couldn't have finished those projects. I couldn't have, have taken on this new enterprise. I couldn't have, have done this. Look what the Lord has done. So the assignment was huge to a man of the soil to build an ark. He did it. Navigated step by step, provided by the Lord to do what he must do. Secondly, there came the silence. There came the silence. So God spoke to Noah to build the ark, okay? How many of you have heard from the Lord in your, I'm, I'm sure many of you, yeah. Just, just a show of hands. How many of you have heard clearly from the Lord, right, His direction to do a certain thing before? Come on. Only two, three, five people. Oh my goodness, the rest of, come on, anybody has heard from the Lord before and that He's got directed you? Come on, please tap your hands. Show us, show us that, show the Lord that, you know, yeah, you have heard His voice. Yeah, that's right. Many of us, you have heard God's voice, God's voice to start a certain journey. To start a certain uh, 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 
whatever venture or, or even, uh, even as you go through certain things in your life, at the beginning of it, you hear God's assurance and comfort upon your life to say that He's with you, He will never leave you, He will never forsake you and all those assurance that, are, that are you kept in your heart. And Noah heard it clearly, the clear direction to, to build the ark, bring your family with you, your wife, your three children, your three sons and their wives and uh, bring the animals and go into the ark. He heard it very clearly and he heard and he, told, he knew that the Lord told him 40 days and 40 nights it's going to rain, correct? It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. He heard it very, very, very clearly. So, what happened? I want you to look at this next slide. 3, 8, 3, okay? Please don't go back and after this, uh, no. some of you writing down already, okay? Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah, nah. Three, eight, three. What I'm going to say is this. Noah, when he entered the ark, he was 600 years old, two months and 10 days. Everybody say, wow. Wow. Some of us are not even 60 years old and we're acting like we're 600 years old already, you know. Yeah. Wow, 600 years old and he's building an ark, yeah. 600 years old and he's building an ark. Now, you must understand at that point of time, can you imagine he's building an ark and everybody around him, all the people who were looking at him, and it's not a small, like I said, it's not a small little sampan you want to you build, you know, and then you maybe want to sail on the lake, quite nice lah. He's building this huge, jimongous ark. Everybody can see he's taking out so much gopher wood. Everybody's looking at him. Okay, Noah has lost his marbles. He's going, you know, he's gone crazy. You know, he's building an ark and there's no rain, there's no flood. What is he doing? Like, what? You know, and probably they were all wondering and they were laughing at him and questioning his, his sanity. Okay? Correct? So, come the time, the ark is completed. Wow, this jimongous ark is ready. Okay, family? Wife, come. Sons? Doctor-in-laws, come. Let's go. We're going to go into the... Uh, bring the animals along, okay? Two, but, okay. These crazy people, okay? They go into the ark. They close the ark. God told him, right? Stay in the ark. God, it's going to rain 40 days, 40 nights, right? Satu titik hujan pun tak ada. One drop also don't have. The moment they enter the ark, nothing happened. Not even a single drop of water fell from the sky the moment they entered the ark. Never mind. Maybe, maybe God said next day, la, let them have a rest first, you know. The ark closed, right? Then, you know, next day only the, 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 the rain will come. No rain. No rain. Day three. No rain. Read your Bible. It's there when I'm not bluffing you. Day four. Got rain, not? No rain. Day five, no rain. Day six, no rain. Day seven, no rain. The rain only came after day seven. In that one week, can you imagine the things that be going on in his head and his family? Is thinking, what in the world Maybe we heard wrongly. Lah. Maybe cross, cross line. You know, maybe it was for somebody else. This is not for me, one, this instruction. How in the world we entered this ark with all these animals and the whole family is here and everybody is just stuck here in this very, very hot, you know, when there's no wind and there's nothing. Yeah? 
covered up, everything is covered, we're all ready for a flood. Nothing. Seven days, no rain. Okay, never mind. After seven days, the rain came. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm not a crazy man after all. Okay, okay, okay. The rain came. The rain came and the Bible says it rained 40 days and 40 nights. It rained. Wow. Rain, rain, rain. So Noah, I can imagine, you know, taking out his, his stone that he collected and he's drawing on the wall. Five. Oh, five days already. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, ten days already. Oh, yes. All right. Ten days now. Another 30 days more to go. All right. We can do this. We can, we can hang in there. Rain, 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 rain. Forty days finish. Forty days finish. That's it, Ma. The Bible says, right? It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And he, by this time, he would have been in the ark for 47 days, correct? He would have been in the ark for 47 days. We thought that that's it. But no. It didn't happen that way because it rained so much that there was this huge flood. Flood water spread across the entire earth, covering mountains to the depth of 20 feet. That means on top of mountain tops, it was 20 feet above mountain. It was that deep, yeah, the water. All living creatures on dry land were wiped out. The flood covered the earth for 150 days before the waters receded. Okay, and when the waters receded, that's when the ark settled on this mountain in the eastern side of Turkey. We call it Mount Ararat. Right? And 74 days later, listen, 74 days later, the mountain tops of the mountains became visible. Only after 74 days, after 150 days, and then another 74 days, the mountains were becoming visible. 40 days later, 4 days, sorry, 40 days later, Noah sent out the raven. You remember? Noah sent out a raven. The raven went, flew out, and never came back. That showed that there were carcasses around, which means then the raven can, can feed on the carcass. That's why the raven never came back. Wow, sounds like very promising. Then after that, Noah sent the dove out. He sent the dove out three times. He sent the dove out three times. The first two times, the dove flew out and flew back in because it couldn't find a place to settle. And the third time, the dove did not come back. I need you to follow with me because I'm getting to a point here. Noah stayed. Two weeks later, after the dove flew out, Noah stayed in the ark for another two, day, two weeks. And Noah stayed in the ark for another 57 days until the Lord told him to leave. And by the time Noah exited the ark, he was 601 years old, two months and 27 days. Which is exactly one year and 17 days or 383 days. I have been blessed. I've gone on a star cruise before. Star cruises are very nice. Cruises on the sea are very nice because they've got, they've got nice restaurants there, got entertainment, you know, you want to watch hey, Cabaret, all the very nice, you know, all the shows there, and you uh, got swimming pool, uh, got all, all the fun in the sun, uh, you know, and then they will stop at different places. It's a nice cruise. But friends, this is an ark. The cruise, so you don't want it to end. You want it to go on and on and on. This is an ark. And this ark is bobbing up and down with a whole bunch of animals inside, with your family members all inside, for not 
just 40 days and 40 nights, for 383 days. 383 days. When you thought that it was supposed to end that soon, it never ended. It went on and on. You're sitting inside there. You're in a zoo. You're living in a zoo, literally. Actually, I was, I've always, I always ask, I said, I don't know which is worse. Being in a, an ark full of animals or being in an ark with your family. <laughs> Can you imagine in your family, you know, kids are in your car with you, right? When you're on a long journey, 15 minutes into the trip, they're already asking, are we there yet? No, this is a five-hour journey. 15, are we there yet? No, it's only half an hour. Can you imagine? Thank God Noah's children were bigger already, lah, yeah? But the Bible never mentioned one time about the personal emotion of Noah. It never talks about how he felt, how he felt with the, or how his family members felt. But you and I know Noah is still human. Can you imagine the days where he's scraping on the wall of that boat, of the ark, and singing, when is this ever going to end? When is it ever going to end? When am I going to get out of this ark? I didn't sign up for this, come on. God, you told me 40 days when I, okay, I'm already very obedient already, okay? I'm not skillful as a carpenter and yet I built you this jaimangas ark. Okay, come on. And now you said 40 days when, okay, I can tahan. 40 days, 40 nights, one month plus, not a problem. Do you know it's always easier to go through a trial when you know, or a challenging season when you know that there is an, an ending line, a finishing line. If you know that, okay, now, six months down the line, this will all end. Okay, now, die, die or so. I will do this for six months. Okay, I run, I run, I run, I run, run. Fifth month, okay, one more month to go. I can do this and finish the project. Yes, we accomplished it together. Finish. We clap hands. We're very happy. We celebrate. But here you are in the middle of your assignment and you don't know what in the world is going on. And some of us are right there in this situation. You started off this journey full of faith. With an assurance from the Lord that this is how He wants you to, to go on in your journey. This is the direction, this is the job that He wants you to take. But now midway into this journey, and it seems like, God, did I hear wrongly? Did I hear wrongly? Because you seem so silent at this point of time. I don't... When will this end? When will this challenge end? When will this crisis end? I'm trying very hard to hold on to faith here, God. I am. When is it going to end? Here, no is scratching on the wall. 200 days. 200 days. It was only supposed to be 160. Eh? 160, correct, right? Yeah, 160. 40 days, 40 nights, not 160. It was only 40 days, 40 nights. Scratching. 200. 215. 260, 300, and I don't know where you're leading me. This whole boat is just... What is going on? 
perhaps that's exactly what some of us are going through. You're going through a season in your life where you think that you started off the journey well and there seems to be just silence at this point of time. You don't know how you can carry on. You don't know whether you should carry on or not. How, do, do, you, do, you, do, you keep, do you keep on just staying in there? He's in this giant boat that is bobbing up and down the waves. One day fades to another. He cannot see the sun because the cloud is covering it. There is no course to follow. He's just drifting on the surface of an endless ocean. And then suddenly it settles. He doesn't even know where the ark has settled. Many times I've heard people say, you know, when they started something, and then they say that, you know, we're very sure that this is what God wanted us to do. But now I really, I, I can't even see, I can't even feel the presence of God. I can't even hear where He's directing me right now. Noah could have doubted with his family members around. There was, there was really no mention, no mention of how perturbed he was, whether the complaints, there were complaints, if there was any, it was all a process of faith. Are you in the midst of it all and you're wondering to yourself whether or not you've heard correctly, I want you to know that you are in the process of faith. That God is teaching you some very powerful lessons. I pray that this church and the believers in this church will not be believers that will be very quickly, there will be those who will be very quickly to call it quits. The moment you see a challenge in front of you, you thought you started something and the moment you see this big challenge in front of you and you, see, you think that it's, it's, it's silence right now and you call it quits, that's it, I've had enough. Thank you very much. It was nice bobbing around with you, God, but I've had my, enough, my fair share. And we call it quits and we say, that's it, I'm throwing in the towel. I don't want to carry on with this, this life. I don't want to carry on with this ministry. I don't want to carry on with this, uh, uh, with this journey anymore. If God has you there for a season, stay the course. If God has you there for a season, stay the course. Stay in the ark. Don't come out prematurely even when the natural signs seem to say otherwise. When God has you there for a season, stay the course. Stay in the ark. Don't come out prematurely even when the natural sign seems to say otherwise. His voice, you must remember His voice. You must remember His promises. You must remember that He is he, what He said to you. Don't come up prematurely. Don't sabotage the plans of God in your life just because you don't understand it at this point. God's season, every time God brings you through a season, He has a reason for it. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell them that. God brings you through a season for a reason. Come on, tell your neighbor that. God brings you through a season for a reason. God brings you through a season for a reason. There is always a reason why He allows us to go through this journey. Why it was supposed to be only 40 days and 40 nights, but now it's stretched to 383 days, friends. In an ark filled with animals. In a zoo. You've got a traveling zoo with you. And in the midst of all that chaos and uncertainty of life, suddenly there was this verse that came. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. But God remembered. 
But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the waters subsided. He assigns, he gives us the assignment that is always overwhelming, that is bigger than us. And then it seems like he's silent on certain parts of the journey and you don't even know whether or not he's right there or you're in the center of his will or whether you're doing it right. It seems that he's silent. But this amazing phrase comes. Amazing verse, but God remembered Noah. In a, in right in the middle of a situation where it seems lost, God remembered Noah. Right in the middle of the storm, the floods, the issues, the writers tell us, but God remembered Noah. And it's very funny because to me, it sounds like, does it, does it mean God forgot Noah? Was there a point that God actually forgot Noah? That he set Noah off to sail, that he went, la, 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 okay, I'll just let them handle themselves. And then after 383 days, ha, oh, oops, oh my goodness, I forgot about Noah. Ayo, now he, I, I, but God remembered Noah and then now he says Noah. It, it, it sounds like that, right? It sounds like, but God remembered Noah means what? It means, did he forget Noah? Certainly not. Certainly not. God did not forget about Noah. Because you know why? If, had, if it had not been for God, this floating zoo would have been a floating coffin. If it was not God who had been there all this time, this floating zoo would have been a floating coffin. Have you ever wondered what, what did the lions eat? Eh? What did the lions eat? What did the leopards and the cheetahs eat? What did the giraffes eat? Those who needed vegetation, plants, what did they eat? I mean, if I were Noah and God told me to build the ark, okay, yeah, I build the ark, and then 40 days and 40 nights is going to rain, which means it's about one month plus. Okay, la, I take a supply of three months supply, la, okay? That should be more than enough to tie me over until the flood subsides, and, you know, in, in my logical mind, right? That I, I prepare for at least three months. Okay, la, may, okay, la, stretch it a bit. Four months, six months. I, I this was definitely more than six months. 383 days, one year and 17 days. How do you think they survived? Who do you think took care and multiplied the food that was inside there? I want to say to you, God may have seemed silent, but He was never absent. You miss a very good spot to say amen there. God may seem silent, but He was never absent. He was never absent for one moment. They set forth in that boat, in that ark. He was never absent. He didn't forget. God is not an absent-minded God that He forgot. Oh, okay, ah, they can handle themselves. Lah. 383 days. Oh, ah, yeah. Oops. No. Uh, I was sorry. I was looking at the other galaxies, you know. Uh, Poor Noah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get you out of the boat. 
if it had not been for God, it would have been a huge coffin. The moment the doors open, you can smell decomposed bodies, carcasses inside there. They would have eaten one another. It would have been a mess. A massacre in that ark. And for some of you, you thought that God has been silent in your life. I want to say this to you. He may be silent, but he's not absent. And if it had not been for God, you wouldn't even be sitting here today. God was sending, unbeknownst to Noah and his family, behind the scenes, God was sending a wind to blow away the waters and the flood receded. And God is turning around situations right now, even in your life. When you don't see it, when you don't feel it, God is sending the wind to change things that are around you. God is sending a wind of change that will turn the situations around. When you don't even understand, you can't even see His hand doing it, God is working at the background, beneath you, over you, around you to change the circumstance in your life. You don't even know it. If Noah had opened the door prematurely, if Noah had opened the door prematurely and felt sick and tired of that situation, sick and tired of that season, that's it. This season, I'm declaring it over for myself. The rainy season is over. Okay, I'm declaring it over myself. I'm going to open the door. I'm sick and tired already. All this, I, I can't stand another day of hearing the elephants blowing his trumpet. I cannot already. Stop it. If he had to open that door prematurely, he would have missed out on what the process of what God was doing for him and for his family. He would have jeopardized his entire life and a whole generation and all the living creatures that were in the ark with him. It was everything that he was entrusted with. Many of us, I say to you, many of us abandoned ship way too early, too soon. We send out the raven and it doesn't come back. And we think, ah, 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 you see, like, you see, the raven didn't come back, right? Okay, okay, that means it's time for us to open the door already. Did Noah open the door? He sends out the dove one time, two times, third time. Oh, okay, this is a sure sign. Doves will not simply settle on anything, on anywhere wet one. It must be dry land, there must be some trees, there must be something. And we say, oh, okay, 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 this is it. This is the moment. We need to, we need to open the door already. This is the moment. We need to leave this particular season. Did Noah leave the ark? He waited for another two weeks when he saw dry land. 57 days after that, then the Lord spoke to him. 57 days after that, the Lord spoke to him in Genesis chapter 8, verse 16. He said, Noah, come out of the ark. Wow. How many of us have left way too soon, abandoned ship a bit too soon to say that, God, I cannot see you, I cannot know, I don't know what's going on, I cannot, I, I, I cannot, I, 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 this, this is just too crazy already. It's just too many things, it's too overwhelming. I, I, I don't know what you're doing, I, don't, I, can't, I, I can't experience you, I can't feel you, I, I don't know what's going on. And then we say, that's it. We call it quits. 
but it's a whole process and a journey of faith that God allowed Noah to experience and God is allowing you to experience as well. But in his silence, he was never absent. He was never for a moment absent in your life. He was never for a moment, he never neglected, he never left you, he never forsook you. He was there in the ark every single day. You know, we can look at the natural situations. And it's very natural. God gives, gives, us, gives us tools so that we can, we can understand, you know, the, what's going on in the market. We see around, we look around and we say, look at the market, look at the weather, look at the ground, look at the people saying things, look at the situation, look at the economy, look at the political situation and the scene. Look at all these things and then we get shaken. We're like, ah, 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 okay, okay, let's go already, let's go already. Let's get out. The people are not nice to me, let's get out. Think of Noah, he was with a bunch of animals. He survived. And only at the right time when the Lord said, Noah, get out of the boat. Then did he open the door and come out and walk in his fullness. And walk in God's faithfulness and walk in God's blessing and walk in everything that God has promised him. You might feel like you started something and you're not even sure if God's still in the boat with you. His silence does not equate his absence. His silence does not equate his absence. God is still in the boat with you and your family. He's still in the boat together with you and knowing every single detail that goes on within your family, in your situation, in your office, in your company, in your business. It's raining, it's a storm, it's out, it feels like a zoo. He's still there. Sometimes in the natural, we think that it's just me alone. It's, 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 it's my bad, you know. And, 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 and uh, you know, it, it's caving in on me and you're just so overwhelmed. But I want you to know that God is still there. And you know, it's, it's very simple. If you make a decision on your own as a single person, you don't feel that you're so responsible for everyone else. But right now, Noah made a decision and he heard from the Lord and he made a decision to bring his entire family with him. And some of us, you feel that as well. That you're, making, you're going to make a decision or you've made some decisions and it doesn't just involve you. It affects the entire family. It affects all those around you. And you're thinking to yourself, God, I, I, I don't know how to answer to them. I don't know how to get through it with them. If it was me alone, it would have been easy. I would have tahan and I would have stayed on. But I've got all my family members with me. I went through a very sick week. I fell into the drain to be able to stand here to tell you. But God remembered Noah. But God remembered you and your family. God remembered you. God remembered every situation that you're going through. He's in the boat with you. 
Not for a moment in his silence has he been absent. He's with you. Let me get the worship team to come. Let's allow the word of God to sink deep into our hearts, into our spirit this morning. Children, you have been so good. You've been paying attention and I pray that the word of God will sink deep into your heart, into your spirit. And this evening or next couple of days in the week, if you can just meditate upon this word, God has not left you and your family. He's there. He's not left your life. He's there. He's not left your business. He's there. He's not left the new things that He has started. He has spoken to you so clearly to do it with confirmations after confirmations. He's still there. You just need to go through the process and the journey of faith and let Him hold your hand through it all. Let's stand to our feet as we worship the Lord with this song and respond to the word of God in a bit.